Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. Powerball jackpot is now $1.5 billion. Value of tuning into this week's show, priceless. Hi, boys and girls. You're listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. This is your co-host, Joel, midterm election, Cheeseman. And this is Chad. I'd forget my ass if it wasn't attached, so wash. And on this week's show, who's in the mood for a quickie? Atlas Shrugs and We Paint It Black. Let's do this. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman. I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, yeah, simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways. TextKernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. TextKernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. TextKernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey, kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh, my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data. I mean, that that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com that's t-e-x-t-k-e-r-n-e-l.com mm, nachos <laughs> so here i am as listeners can under, can hear uh, i don't have my podcast mic before because i forgot it at our place in cabanish you forgot Yes. Yes. <laughs> Fucking stupid. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, man. I deserve that. 
Like I told you in, in the pre-show, uh, you're, you, you've lost that fireside chat uh, feeling <laughs> that you had uh, or that you have on most shows. It's a little, little hollow this week, but it's okay. A little it's hollow. Okay. I'll make yeah. up for the sexy with my own, uh, my own voice. Thank God. Thank God. So you're in Lisbon at this big ass show. Yes. I, I will interject that it's cool uh, how they're doing the, uh, the vendor swap. Yeah. Uh, talk about that and whatever else uh, takeaways you want to share. Yeah, so if you go to the biggest conferences in our space, I mean, talk about Unleash uh, and or HR Tech, and then you think of how many startups they have in their startup booths, there are probably 50 times that here. Now, saying that, this is a three-day show, and they change all of those booths out every day. That's how many fucking startups they're showcasing at this place. Um, The other booths that are out there, like the Indeed booth, which is just ridiculous uh, because they're all about well-being. They have nothing to do with well-being. But anyway, that's that's their that's their marketing spiel. But these booze are freaking amazing. They've got yeah. VR all over the place. But to me, having that many fucking startups and then rolling through different ones every single day is just, it's amazing. Did you say VR? I think you did. It's oh, sexy, yeah. baby. It is. <laughs> All right, man. You want to do shout outs? Shout out. It's a LinkedIn heavy shout out uh, this week. Uh, I'll go ahead and go first. So, you know, I love a good poll, Chad. You're always on my poll. Yes. Did did my poll reach you in Portugal this week? Did my poll (laughs) did my poll get there this week? Anyway, anyway, we're we're all talking about Elon and Twitter. And this week uh, it was announced that Twitter will start charging eight dollars a month. For the blue check and some other benefits like fewer ads and longer posts, etc. Well, I was curious how many in my network on LinkedIn would be willing to drop $8 a month for Twitter. Well, with over 500 people weighing in, which I was frankly a little surprised at, 90% said no way, Jose, to Elon. Uh, they're not going to pay $8 for Twitter or mostly anything for Twitter from what I got. Sounds no. like a disaster, right? Well, maybe, maybe not. Typical freemium models have five to seven percent of its users who actually pay for it uh and yeah. the ones who said yes on my poll although i won't uh, mention the names of who was on my poll uh it was a large <laughs> group of of ceos entrepreneurs uh vps people at in influential companies like google and uber uh so if the cool kids do it does it influence more to follow suit Probably. Uh, studies tell us worldwide about 39% of LinkedIn users have paid for premium subscriptions at some point. So it's not crazy to think Twitter could at some point have 25% or so users paying for the service. We'll have to see. Chad, I'm curious, are you ready to drop $8 a month to Elon's slush fund? No, not even close. <laughs> Twitter Twitter has no to no value for me uh, mm-hmm. other than watching people get in food fights. That's it. I mean, they, literally, there's no not much interaction. There's there's unless unless you get like into food fight events, and then it happens. So no, I just I not into it. Yeah, and they they hold it. They totally lost the big booty Latina and bug fight uh, bus. <laughs> they totally missed that missed that train. So that's that's my poll shout out. For the day. There it is. So your LinkedIn poll to my LinkedIn audio event shout out. That's right, kids, where you can host live interactive conversations with people all over the world. 
Remember when Clubhouse was valued at about a gazillion dollars for like <laughs> five minutes? I do. Then Twitter created Spaces, which actually allows you to record your audio events, which stupid ass Clubhouse wouldn't do. Um, but where is Clubhouse today? That's mm-hmm. the good guy. I, I don't. I don't even know if it's still alive and kicking. Anyways, shout out to LinkedIn for creating their very own Clubhouse knockoff. Just a year. Just a year too late. Yeah. Well, whatever happened to LinkedIn podcast? They were talking about that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I talked a while about their live video uh, product yeah. that they should be launching that. And, and with Microsoft having, you know, a video product themselves, why that hadn't integrated into LinkedIn. Weird. Uh, our friend Hung Lee is, is big on videos, but you have to integrate <laughs> it with you have to integrate it with other services. Yeah. Strikingly, our favorite porn star is good at the video uh, services on LinkedIn. Yeah. Uh, He's got a few polls of his own, by the way. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I guess what you're saying is unless somebody writes a really big check, you're not going to hear the Chad and Cheese show on LinkedIn live stream audio events anytime soon. No. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. By the way, I deleted Clubhouse a long time ago. Uh, I got sick of getting alerts about people talking about stuff I didn't really care about. Yes. And I didn't really have time to just drop everything I'm doing and listen to... uh, what they were talking about. I have to say that Twitter spaces, which is kind of weird because the, the news organizations hold spaces mm-hmm. and those are actually pretty good because they have, they have reporters that are on there and then they go into the statistics and actual data. So I think spaces, depending on what spaces you jump into are, are, are pretty good. The question is, will LinkedIn be able to pull that off? I, I, they haven't been able to pull anything else off. So yeah, you need to be able to schedule them, be able to sign up to attend, get an alert when they start. Um, yeah. And then, and then, archive them to listen later the whole sort of it's live now listen in or you miss it seems really antiquated to me seems really stupid we're in a netflix society kids it's all about on demand that's right and you know what's on demand chad free stuff the booze giveaways from chad and cheese that's right we uh we can announce the latest winners of our booze giveaways uh pretty exciting this month so our our beer winner actually went to someone named michelle beer Go figure. Uh, she she was happy about some free some free brew from us. Uh, as everyone knows, our free beer is sponsored by Aspen Tech Labs. Thanks to them. Yeah. Uh, our whiskey winner of the uh, month goes to Warren Suckerneck or Sukerneck. I don't know. That sounds uh, a little naughty to me. Maybe that's a porn name too. Anyway, he's at Flow Career, uh, who we yeah. featured on the show before. He he got some free whiskey from us. Uh, that's sponsored by our friends at at Tex Kernel. And Rum with Plum, we're doing a free birthday bottle of good rum to anyone who celebrates a birthday. And this month, our friend Mason Wong at Lyft gets a nice premium bottle of rum from our friends at Plum. If you can't win liquor, kids, you're probably going to get a T-shirt from us. Head out to chadcheese.com backslash free. I know everyone's seeing the shirts on social media, uh, getting rave reviews from people. People love how soft and warm. It's like a hug from us, Chad. (laughs) Everyone loves it, but you can't get it unless you go to chadcheese.com backslash free. Yes. uh, And sign up. And those T-shirts, kids, are brought to you by our friends over at JobGet. That's right. They're getting all the love. At every event, you see the Chad Cheese t-shirts, you see Job Get on the way out. It's it's good. It's love, yep. it's soft, it's cozy. It's Chad and Cheese. Yeah. And speaking of uh, Mason Wong's birthday, let's right. get into uh, who else celebrates a birthday yes. this week. Uh, in addition to Mason Wong, Elizabeth Hill, Dale Gran, Graham Ferguson, Louis 
Gleishner, I'm going to guess on that one. Okay. Uh, Jarvis Carroll, David Roddy, David Yorg, Shally Steckrell, Libby Sartain, and Chloe Rada all celebrate yeah. another trip around the sun this week. Happy birthday, kids. Love it. You're in Lisbon. Yes. I'm going to California in a couple of weeks right. uh, for the iSims Inspire Ooh. conference. Fancy. Some of our friends will be there. Uh, a lot of stuff going on at iSims. Uh, looking forward to digging into that and uh, interviewing some folks maybe to find out the uh, ins and outs of what's going on at iSims these days. Yep. I'm going to be in London for the TA Tech Business Accelerator on November 23rd. That's right, kids. I'm going to be doing Thanksgiving in London. So if you haven't gotten your tickets, get your tickets and uh, buy us a drink. Julie and I will be there and we will be more than happy to sit down Tilt one back, and who knows? Maybe even get a little stuffing with you. Yeah, I was going to say, so uh, assuming our American uh, friends don't know that there's no Thanksgiving in London or England, <laughs> what's the dinner plan? A little shepherd's pie? I mean, are you going to try to find some turkey and stuffing and uh, mashed potatoes? What's the plan for uh, the meal on Thanksgiving in London? Well, just good food. London has good food. So we're going to go find good food and have our uh, our Thanksgiving day. I mean, it could be Indian restaurant, Chinese restaurant. It could be very, you know, Christmas story where we have mm-hmm. done. Who knows? London has okay food. Let's, let's be honest. It's, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. But what's better than okay is our fantasy football league. Week eight of fantasy football with Chad and Cheese is in the books, everybody. Here's your leaderboard powered by our good friends at Factory Fix. Number one to last place goes like this. Chris, who's Dominion, Serge or Serge, Penalty Box Boudreaux, Matt, Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, Joel, it's all good achievement, Chad, so wash your hands, Christy Kelling in the name of eh, 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 Dennis Kucinich Tupper, Joe One-Eyed Wilkie, Jason Kid Putnam, Mike Ditka Schaefer, James Dean Gilliam, and Dan Shoemaker's Mark round out wow. the top 12 in our fantasy football league. Congratulations, everybody, unless your name is Dan Shoemaker. <laughs> Chad, you're clawing your way back in. I like it. I like it. I'm on my way up. So congratulations to all of those listeners that are out there that can now listen to Chad in cheese in German, in Spanish, in Portuguese, in French, that's right. We have four mm-hmm. new French. languages all by Veritone. No shit. They cloned our voices. Veritone cloned our voices. Mm-hmm. Then they translated the voices. And we are working with it because it's not perfect, kids. you got to give us a minute. We are working with, because <laughs> there's so many nuances from language to language, right? So we're working with them on speed, on delivery, on a lot of different things, but we're really excited. We have two podcasts that are out, a trailer and two podcasts. Go find them on Spotify, on Apple. They're getting distributed to all of those massive platforms, and we're excited. I don't know how many people have actually reached out and said, this is fucking witchcraft, and it's awesome. I love it. I get a hot bath drawn. I get some candles, (laughs) a little... Little scent, and I listen to us in Spanish. It's uh, it's very relaxing, very yes. sexy, very sexy. Yes. <laughs> Who's in the mood for a quickie? Me, me. That's right. Staffing platform Quick, that's Q W I C K, who describes itself as the leading 
Staffing is a service platform that connects service industry professionals directly with food and beverage shifts in real time, has announced the closure of its $40 million Series B investment round. This brings the grand total to $59.1 million for the startup founded in 2017. The Arizona-based company will use the financing to step up growth both in its existing markets and by rollout to new cities. It will also swell headcount. I love a good swollen headcount, you know, Chad, uh, at its Phoenix headquarters and in market-specific locations around the U.S., So far this year, the company has expanded from 13 to 23 active markets, more than doubled its client roster, increased its worker pool by nearly 70%, and growed headcount by 123%. Chad, you know a thing or two about quickies. What's your take on quick? (laughs) What is the definition of a quickie? I mean, is it how long? Anyway, we'll we'll get back. Before the kids wake up. That's the definition. Or the parents wake up. Get it done, yeah. <laughs> so if you're Ronstadt right now, the number one staffing company in the world, are you trying to sell Monster and then buy platforms like Quick? I think you'd be dumb not to because these types of platforms are the future of staffing. Now, I understand Quick is focused on hospitality and Ronstadt does more than just hospitality, but it seems pretty fucking simple. Buy the tech, start with hospitality, and then expand. And the beauty of expansion, quickie, remember, the beauty of expansion is that you can keep it in hospitality, focus on that, and expand geographically, and get that bigger footprint that way, and or you can start to add new industries like tech, right? Staffing's biggest expenditure is headcount. How many heads do we need to source, place, and pay the talent? Everything scales faster through tech and there's less headcount needed, which means bigger margins and EBITDA. So for companies who need talent, they want fast and easy. So do people hail cabs anymore? Not generally. They go to their Bolt or their or their Lyft app and they look that way. This is exactly what's happening in the staffing industry. For workers, the exact same thing. Are you looking, are are you going to go out to the newspaper and look? Are you going to go out to some of these other crazy ass job boards and look through scores? No, you're going to let a system match you with jobs, with gigs, with shifts that are already there and available. I'm also biased though, I got to tell you, uh, because longtime friend Jill Erickson is the CEO or CRO, uh, which means they have industry experience and industry connections that every startup needs. So I love everything about this organization and if you're a staffing company that's out there i don't care if you're big i don't care if you're small you should be building partnering or buying something like this because if you're not you're going to be gone a lot of swollen headcount going on in this commentary today <laughs> love that stuff so this feels a little bit like back to the future uh you, listeners might remember snag uh when snag a job sort of launched uh, an app-based service industry like on demand pick your shift get paid quickly earn badges around what you do well so if i have a a burger chef uh, badge. I can go work at any burger place pretty easily and command a premium because I can flip a burger like nobody's business. Somewhere along the line, Snag went off the rails and it, it simply failed. We've talked about Plated before. There are some other businesses. I can't, I can't believe that this isn't a business that it's just not going to happen. I have to believe that somewhere along the lines, Snag fumbled a great opportunity that it sounds like quick 
is now picking up and and just crushing it. Um, it gives it gives workers the freedom and flexibility to work on their own schedules. Lets them get paid within thirty minutes uh, yes. by the end of their shift. Whew. It offers companies a ninety seven percent shift fill rate and quote immediate access to a pre vetted and certified sharing workforce. Yeah. Serves thousands of businesses across the U S. Uh, it's significantly lower cost than what you get a staffing company. There's so many things to love about this model. It's just a question to me of who's going to get it right. And at least from what I can tell on this news item, Quick is crushing it. And they are one to watch. Aaron Matos in uh, Arizona better watch his back. Uh, some of his people might be at, at risk of getting poached <laughs> by the Quick the Quick team because they are growing and making things happen. Uh, if this were buy or sell, it would be a buy for me for sure. All day long. All right. Let's take a quick break. And we'll talk about 1998 or 2003. <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll be back. All right. Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, it's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times, surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent. Build great teams and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. For more information on Pando IQ, go to pandologic.com. That's pandologic.com. All right. Slip it in, Chad. All right. Yeah, we're, we're going to new we're, segment. I think I think we're going to start a new segment called slip it in because this is something we weren't intending to do, but we've got to slip this in. Not to mention, we were just talking about swelling the headcount, so it needs to swell the, and then slip it in. Anyway, we, uh, we, we might make this a segment. This might be a regular thing. Anyways, this week, it has been reported that Jim has downsized by 100 people, Ugh. and Layoffs.com has a rumor that iSims is reducing staff as well. So I reached out to a few internal... Mm. To be able to uh, see, you know, what it what it was looking like, and it looks like about five percent. So they're doing a slight reduction, going to be maybe 70, 80 people. But th- that's the slip it in for the week, kids. Something I'll ask about when I go to ISEMS Inspire in a couple weeks. What's going on with the uh, the headcount? By the way, the the deal layoffs about twenty percent or so. They had about four hundred twenty five employees, according to LinkedIn. They laid off about a hundred. Uh, I don't think our friend Richard Cho uh, was on that layoff list. He certainly should not have been. If he is, somebody grab him uh, real quickly because uh, he's he's valuable. But there were quite a few recruiters that sort of sounded off on LinkedIn about getting laid off at Deal. Uh, we talked about eightfold layoffs not too long ago. Uh, I'm guess Oyster, Remote, uh, Velocity Global, like all these unicorns are going to start announcing layoffs in the 20 to 25 percent range before the holidays yep well there's a lot of bloat in the industry right and this is what happens mm-hmm. it, it we finally get back to right sizing whether you're a company that's been around forever like isims 
or uh, a unicorn that's just uh, that you get bloated fast. By the way, it also looks like, speaking of our friend Elon, uh, it looks like he's going to land on 50% uh, headcount uh, slashing. Uh, it was 75, then it was much lower. 50 is a pretty big, pretty big haircut. Uh, for Twitter, so I su- I assume a lot of a lot of other tech leaders are going to follow suit and lay off a bunch of people as well. Happy holidays, everybody! Happy holidays! Yeah. Well, let's get to uh, Atlas Jobs. Talk about innovation. Part Ooh. of the, the innovation portion of the show here. All right, Pod, the company behind Atlas Jobs, has raised two point five million dollars in seed funding. That brings total funding for the company that does a few other things to seven point five million. The LA-based company will use the funds to expand its customer base in the U.S. and expand globally to support its multinational clients. Atlas Jobs was launched in Q2 of this year. The mobile-first technology provides job seekers real-time access to opportunities anywhere in the world, thus the name Atlas Jobs. Uh, To date, they have around 1,000 Android downloads and 15 reviews. Woo, I hope they have servers that can handle that kind of uh, influx of users. The Pod family also includes the STEM Connector and Million Women Mentors Network. Chad, give us your take on Atlas Jobs. These guys are all over the fucking place. I went just to check out Atlas Jobs, and they had uh, Joe Weber as their as their CEO. So I went to Joe Weber's, finally found Joe Weber's uh, LinkedIn uh, after I looked at Atlas Jobs, and there were no employees under Atlas Jobs. So I was like, what the fuck? So I, I found hers. And she doesn't even have Atlas Jobs listed on her profile. So I don't know if Atlas Jobs is literally just a feature of Pod or what. But when you want to go to the Pod website, it's atlasjobs.com. So, I mean, they are all over the place. There's no continuity here whatsoever. Then I checked out this revolutionary app. And I have to say that uh, it is a masterclass on 1998 recruitment technology. It's, It's bad. It is bad. They have a whole, like you said, 1,000 downloads on Google Play. I didn't even take a look at reviews. It looks like they're using Google Heat Maps APIs or, or something like that as a search plugin, which is all keyword driven and not context, not skills, keyword, Hello Atlas Jobs 1998 called and online career centers wants their job search tech back. This is horrible. I've got to ask myself, what venture PE VC who gets sucked into spending 2.5 million dollars on a piece of shit like this you might as well go ahead and just burn that cash guys because this is going nowhere so I actually met these folks at HR Tech they were in the startup pavilion uh-huh and I kind of had like scratch my head and think, am, am I on drugs right now? Is this, are, am I really looking at like a geo targeted yes. map job site? Nobody searches that way. I was kind of, I was kind of, you know, I was sort of critical there yeah. uh, at the booth and, and they came up and said, Hey, we're about to announce a round, you know, I, th- I think you'll be excited and da, da, da. So this is the news that I was supposedly going to be, uh, you know, and impressed by sometimes ideas are too early 
Sometimes, you know, they fail early and then it takes a while for the market to sort of catch up or the technology, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. th- there was an iPad before the iPad, right? It just, the tech had to catch up, the chips had to catch up, etc. However, sometimes ideas aren't too early. They're just bad ideas. Uh, and you'll remember, I won't go as far back as 99 because the GPS and the mobile thing didn't quite happen yet. But if, yeah. if this company had launched in 09 or 2010, it would have been kind of hot shit, right? It would have been like, wow, I can go on my phone and see jobs really near me. Uh, We've talked about Career Builder's Pokemon Go, which is a little more (laughs) of like a VR from where you are. But but there were job sites at the time that would sort of show you the jobs and where they were and the address, and that was pretty cool. The fact that 10 to 12 years plus later, someone is now launching this as if it's a, a novel idea um, is is frankly ridiculous. Um, I mean, most of this geotargeting happens invisibly. Yeah. Uh, if I go to if I go to Indeed or wherever, right? Like it, it knows where I am because laptops have GPS now, so it, it sort of automatically fills in. Oh, you're in this zip code or you're in this area, and I do a search, and it just automatically shows me jobs near me because it knows where I am. I don't need to like click or go into a map or whatever, right? So even though they're selling this as hip and cool and, and, and forward thinking, it really isn't Um, there. What I got, the sense I got from talking to them is that they're really selling this to Gen Z, which I guess means we're going to try to like uh, put this thing in the microwave, warm it up and sell it to a new generation. The mobile first platform for Gen Z is not this. No, it's big booty Latinas and bug fights. Like (laughs) I've always, always talked about. So this is, this is a quote from their site. This mobile first platform is designed to meet Generation Z where they are with an intuitive, pleasurable design to improve discoverability of jobs globally. It probably does none of those. It probably does not appeal to Gen Z. Uh, it is not pleasurable. It is not improved discoverability. And it's really actually not jobs globally. It's more jobs in the U.S. Uh, from what I saw. Yeah. So I can't imagine Gen Z doing anything other than spending six seconds on this site and then jumping right back um, into TikTok or going to Indeed or LinkedIn to find their job. So we talked about doing this at Direct Employers 15 years ago. And the reason why we couldn't do it and the reason why you still can't do it. So let's say, for instance, Starbucks. Uh, tell me which Starbucks that job's at. You, you can't pinpoint that shit. I mean, you want to, but you can't. And mm-hmm. you don't get enough. Again, it's garbage in, garbage out. The information that you get from a job description is, for the most part, is fucking garbage. So just from a technical standpoint, it didn't work 15 years ago. It's not going to work today. Um, yeah. Job descriptions aren't any better. The tech's better. I get it. But we need context. We need skills. We need things more around those areas, not trying to pinpoint me on a fucking Google map. And if it is, it should be invisible. It should be something in the background that works. There's a there's a great book from that period that we're talking about, 99, 2000. It's called yeah. Don't Make Me Think. Yes. And it's a book about designing websites, uh, which is still relevant today about yes. don't make people think. This right. site makes you really think about where the hell am I? I got to zoom in, zoom out. Like it's, it's, uh, it's horrible. It's horrible. Well, it's horrible. I, I nice downloaded people. the app, and it's, it's shit, too. Oh, you did download the app? Yeah. No, good for you. You'll be deleting it after the show, I, I, I assume. I already deleted it. It is fucking horrible. <laughs> All right. Maybe we can save this show with something that we're excited about. Uh, we'll be right back. 
Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? There's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards, so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. Robots, baby. Give me the fucking robots. Here we go. Uh, Chad, we regularly talk about the automation of, I don't know, everything. Uh, Baristas, trucking, food delivery, warehouse management. But what about painting. Uh, This is a first for the show, but there's a startup out of Nashville, which is in Tennessee and not Texas for our international listeners, uh, that's going after the $175 billion painting industry. Holy shit. PaintJet, a robotics company, uh, has raised $3.5 million in seed funding. The U.S. currently needs more than 100,000 painters to meet demand. And that will only continue to worsen with more than 41% of painters in the workforce expected to retire by 2031. Chad, are you excited about this $175 billion opportunity? Dude, I was so excited that I started reading it and watching the videos on YouTube. (laughs) And uh, here's a quote. By utilizing a national network of local painters, those are those are humans, by the way. Uh, mm-hmm. PaintJet is able to perform commercial jobs anywhere. Its fully remote-controlled system keeps operators on the ground, eliminating the possibility of falling from elevated positions. So this seems like the the, the 1.0 version of painting robots. When I thought painting robots, I thought you give it a building, it it goes, it scans it, it does AI and all this other stuff. But if you watch the video, you'll see that a person still needs to remote operate the equipment from the ground, meaning a guy operates the lift on the ground. Uh, Yes, it is, there's less risk because the, the, the actual robot's doing the spraying three stories up. But do you really need AI for that? They're talking about AI, and I'm like, I this this looks like a, no AI necessary. I, I don't I don't get it. So are you a sell on PaintJet? I think PaintJet is again. This is 1.0. I'm going to be a buy on 3.0, but I'm a sell on this. One. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> the videos are very entertaining, by the way. Very hypnotic, <laughs> sort of mesmerizing, watching these sh- these things paint um, these huge warehouses, which, by the way, are popping up all over the place and need painting uh, all the time. I, I assume. <laughs> yes. Um, this one to me was this one to me was one of those duh companies. Like, why didn't I think of that when you see when you see it produced in the in the wild? Painting is monotonous. It's time consuming. It's dangerous. Uh, it's nasty work. It's hot. It's cold wherever you are in the country. I mean, this this one is like just built picture perfect for automation. I agree with you that, I mean, it's someone that's there, but I assume the skill set of running a machine is different than the skill set of wax on, wax off with a paintbrush. <laughs> um, 
I think at some point this could definitely just roll up on a warehouse and paint it, whether it's picture the size and width and, and do all the, the measurements of it and just go ahead and do it. Uh, but how many people are comfortable with that today? Just kind of like with automated uh, truck, you know, self-driving cars, pe- people want people there. Um, or we talk about restaurants with food. Someone needs to be near the fryer so it doesn't burn down the restaurant. So I don't know if this is going to be something that's always there, but you can paint a warehouse with a lot fewer people, which translates into a lot of savings for companies that are that are buying these products. So for me, like, this is a buy. Uh, automating this to me is a no-brainer. I can't believe we're just now talking about it on the show. It's not as sexy as, you know, pizza deliveries from R2-D2, uh, but the profits this thing will make is going to be sexy as hell. Uh, and for my money, almost as sexy as Big Booty Latinas and Bug Fights, baby. We out. We out. Thank you for listening to, what's it called? A podcast. The chat. The cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know. And yet, you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. So many cheeses. And not one word. So weird. Anywho... Be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.